What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sober Plug Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Duffy. If you or a loved one needs help getting sober, you can contact my direct line. It is 203-917-8862. Again, that is 203-917-8862. I hope everybody's finishing the end of their week pretty strong. It is Thursday, September 16th. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I can't believe it's already we're already halfway through September. It's crazy. Marching towards the fall. My favorite time of the year. I love the fall in the Northeast. It is by far the best weather you can experience. Um, it's tremendous. Um, anyway, what's on my mind today is I want to talk a little bit about um, the number one cause for relapse. And the number one cause for relapse is anger and resentment. Anger and resentment is uh, by far the biggest contributor to people going back to using drugs or drinking alcohol. And um, there's a quote I really like, and it is holding on to resentment is like holding on to a burning coal, expecting it to burn somebody else. Um, another variant of that same quote is uh, holding on to anger and resentment is like drinking poison and expecting it to kill someone else. You know, that in a nutshell is exactly what resentment represents. And, uh, you know, the tricky thing about resentment is a lot of time people feel like it is justified. Like if you feel like there is a reason why you're pissed off at somebody or something that has happened in your past that maybe was even traumatic, and it's justified. People feel like it is um, acceptable to live in that state or or that it just is what it is or they felt like they were dealt a bad hand. The problem is, is even if that is true, it's only hurting yourself. So you have to look at anger um, or, or really, you know, anger is a, is a natural feeling. You know, it's not like we're supposed to avoid being angry or or. Um, you know, we're, we're emotional, uh, we're human beings, you know what I'm saying? So it's normal to have these emotions, but, but the, the, I guess the key piece is really is the resentment part. Cause that usually encompasses a long-term, um, grudge, holding on to a grudge, holding on to something that you're not willing to let go of. Like I said before, because it, you maybe feel like it's justified or, um, you view something in, in a certain perspective that is just unacceptable to let go of. And when you're not able to let go of something that has already happened to you or has already happened to somebody else, the only thing that is left is for you to feel it's like poison to your spirit. That is exactly what resentment is. It's poison to your spirit. It does not allow you to move forward in life and to progress and to have a life of fulfillment and abundance and and joy. It really does. It robs us from all of these things. You cannot move forward in life being angry about something in the past. Don't expect to move forward and to have a good life if you're constantly replaying something that has happened over and over again. Um, it's a hard lesson to learn, you know, especially when you feel like, you know what? I'm right though. I'm right. I have, a few, I have a right to be, uh, resentful about this certain topic or this certain thing 
or towards a certain person. It is not easy to accept things for the way that they are, the way that they happen, and to move forward. Because you know what it is? It's ego deflating. This is the tricky part. The key, one of the huge keys to recovery is realizing that our ego has been in charge of our lives for so long. Our ego, everybody has an ego. And it's not something you can avoid. It's really just how much you can shrink it over time. That is one of the keys to recovery. But all our ego does is it's about validating ourselves towards, you know, I'm right or I'm better than or, you know, our ego is basically a divisive, um, a divisive being within ourselves. It, it's not, um, it doesn't allow us to view other people on our level or, or view ourselves um, in a way that allows us to, uh, to move forward. Our ego is constantly trying to make us feel right. Our ego is constantly trying to make us feel like what we are doing is okay, even if it's totally fucked up. You know, for instance, when I was drinking and getting high, I constantly needed money. I mean, there's no, there's no way around it. I always needed money to use. And I was always justifying ways of getting money, whether it be stealing, robbing, selling drugs, doing whatever I needed to do. And even though I knew it was wrong, I knew obviously I was not brought up this way. Um, my ego and my manipulative mindset would allow me to continue doing what I was doing because I felt like, you know what? I have good intent. I'm not a bad person. I have good intentions, but I still need what I need. And I'm willing to do that at the expense of other people. That is completely egotistical, you know? Now, at the baseline of who I am as a person, I am a good person. And when I'm on drugs, I'm definitely not a good person. Um, but our ego is basically the one that is running our, um, running our daily actions, running our daily habits um, when we're in that mindset of using drugs. So how does that tie into resentment? Well, when you hold a resentment or you hold a grudge towards somebody, your ego is still in charge. Your ego is still justifying how that person did you wrong and you are in the right and you were dealt a bad hand or they were an asshole or they should have acted differently, whatever the case may be, whatever your certain circumstances are. Now, one of the things that is very difficult in recovery I needed to learn, I needed to learn about humility. I needed to learn how to be humble and to view things in a certain perspective that, hey, everybody has their own lives. You know, everybody is just trying to do their best, um, even if I feel like they're not. You know, and I need to be able to see people like how we're all we're all the same. I need to be able to view people if everybody has their own lives, everybody's trying to do their best and the world does not revolve around me. You know, I cannot. I cannot go through life as a as a recovering addict and alcoholic. I cannot afford to go through life holding on to anger and resentment and, and living in my ego. 
because my ego lands me in a lot of trouble. When I'm when I'm in a humble mindset, I'm getting along, you know, I'm I mean, I'm always getting along with people anyway, but I'm able to view the world and my daily um my daily encounters with people is a lot more smooth. You know, when I'm meditating, uh, which helps with humility, it helps seeing things in different perspective. When I'm meditating, when I'm reading, when I'm saying my prayers, whatever the case may be, when I'm when I'm constantly putting myself in a humble um, state, my days go so much smoother. And when I don't do these things, and I'm feeling my ego, and I think that I'm better than or or um, whatever the case may be, when my ego is inflated, I am I struggle. You know, and it's because it is divisive. And so, like I said before, the reason why I'm bringing up ego is because it is completely tied into resentment um, in a roundabout way, you know. So um, one of the things that really helps me is when I am in a angry state or a resentful state and I and it used to be often I mean holy shit when I was when I was first getting clean my first year was rough man like I, I was an angry I was an angry kid and it was because a lot of the stuff that I never dealt with when I was younger um, came to the surface when I was a kid I was very angry and uh, and the drugs kind of suppressed that so when I got sober all that stuff kind of uh, rose to the top you know, and I really needed to be open and honest with people. That's why I talk about it a lot. I beat this drum over and over again. I'm going to constantly talk about having having some type of network. You don't need to have a lot of people. You just need to have a few people in your corner that you can kick it with, that you can talk to, um, and that you trust. You know, it's a big thing. And, and that are obviously li- leading a live, uh, leading their lives in a way that um, is respectable as far as recovery goes, you know. You got to be able to have some people you can bounce shit off of because things are going to come up in your life that are going to piss you off, that are going to throw you off kilter, and you got to be able to um, talk about these things. It's very important. So that was always a huge tool for me. I mean, I went to AA, and I had a sponsor. I still have a sponsor, and uh, I bounced a lot of stuff off him because I did not trust my own way of thinking. You know, matter of fact. A lot of the shit that I was resentful about and angry about, it was it was my fault anyway. <laughs> there was a lot of things that I uh, I wasn't looking at my own actions, and I was constantly focused on what other people were doing. Except I wasn't really taking a good look at what my part in things were. And and there's a you know there's step work, there are steps in AA that deal with resentment specifically and and things like that. And so. I was really able to take a look at what my part in things were. And i that's what I mean by keeping things in perspective. There was a lot of things that I was ignoring because I wasn't looking at what other people's points of view were. And uh, and I definitely was not perfect. I did a lot of damage. I, I did a lot of shitty things out there when I was using. So we got to keep that in mind. You know, it's a part about it's part of keeping things in perspective. It's like, OK, um, Am I getting angry at somebody that is doing something that I have done in the past? And if the answer is yes, then you have to take a look at that, you know? Um, 
And even if the answer is no, maybe there's a reason why people are doing the things that they're doing. And even if they're, and even if you can't think of it, um, you got to accept it. You got to come to a place where you accept things for how they are because you can't change things. Um, and that fueled my, you know, on a side note, that fueled a lot of my anger towards people as well. When I wasn't able to accept the fact that I can't control other people and what they do and how they act and how they behave and what they're, um, how they see things, I cannot control that. So if I'm not willing to accept that and let that go, boy, you're going to have a hard time. You have a really hard time, you know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like trying to set the rules for your, for your, um, for living in your house, except you don't own the house, your parents own the fucking house. So if you don't get with the program, you can kick and scream all you want. But if you don't accept things for the way they are, you're gonna have a hard time living there. You know what I'm saying? Because you're, you're not accepting things for how they are. So, um, so anyway, like I said, the first thing you got to you got to be able to kick it and talk talk about things with people that you trust in recovery. Um, a second thing that is really really helps with with resentment and, and anger specifically is meditation. Man, you got to get into meditation. This is something that I talk about a lot. Um, it's very important. There are so many different ways to meditate, whether it be guided meditations. Um, you can do breathing exercises like Wim Hof breath work. If you look that up on YouTube, very, very helpful. Um, and then like what I do is TM, just transcendental meditation that has transformed my life. 100% that has made a huge impact on my life. I meditate every single day, twice a day, uh, for 20 minutes, once in the morning, once at night. And I never miss because it, listen, it's not a lot of time. It's not a lot of time to, um, to get yourself centered and, and to, um, get yourself in a position where you are ready for the day and, uh, and it's time for yourself. You know, we're always spending time on our goddamn phone. We're always spending time, um, out and about thinking, uh, talking to ourselves in our heads, uh, talking with other people, conversing. How about taking 20 minutes to yourself in the morning and 20 minutes at the end of your day? to kind of, uh, collect yourself, you know, very important. Um, a third thing for, for anger and resentment is exercise or something that you are going to be doing physically, get into, get into a boxing class, um, or Taekwondo or jujitsu or whatever, do something physical, play a sport, uh, even something active like drawing or whatever you like, you know, get into something where it can take you away from whatever it is that you're focusing on. Because if you continue to feed those negative thoughts, eventually you're going to want to escape your thoughts. And where does that bring you? That's going to lead you right back to the bottle, right back to the bag. And, uh, and then you're off to the races, you know? So here's another thing. You got to put things in perspective. Like when you are when I was really angry about things, I used to fly off the handle. I used to, I used to, I used to get the severe case of the fuckets, where I would just go off. I didn't care what the consequences were, because when you get in that state, at least I would. When I would get in that state, you just don't even care. Like you, you just get so mad about something, where 
I would, uh, I mean, I didn't care who was in my way, what was going on. I was going to tell you exactly what was on my mind and I was going to go and do exactly what I wanted to do. And I thought I was justified. I thought it was okay to, to, um, do these things because I just, I just, I was just seeing red, you know, and, and you're, you're letting, when you're in that space, you are letting your emotions run your life. And if you continue to allow it to happen, you're going to land in a shit ton of trouble. Believe me, um, it happened to me and, and I had to learn the hard way over and over again. You cannot let outside influences control your emotions and get you to a place where you're going to do stupid things and, uh, and misbehave and land yourself in trouble. Um, I'm just going to tell you right now. I mean, if that's your game plan, if you're, if outside forces are going to dictate the way you act, you're going to have a real hard time. Not even just in sobriety, just life in general. You know, I, I bring up the, um, I bring up the, whatchamacallit, the metaphor I really like is you, you can't be the thermometer. The thermometer, if you put it outside, what does a thermometer do? It completely reacts to whatever the sun tells it to do. If the sun, if it's really hot, it's a really hot day, that thermometer is going to go up to 90 degrees to 95 degrees. It has no control of itself. The thermometer has no control of itself whatsoever. It just reacts to its outside environment. Now, if you're a thermostat, instead, the thermostat has complete control over what temperature it's at. It could be 100 degrees outside, but if you set that thermostat to 72, it's going to be 72. And that's a perfect metaphor for your emotions and controlling your behavior, your emotions, controlling your center. You can't determine what the world is going to bring to your doors. You know, you can't, you can't control what, what the weather's going to be like out there. Once you take a step outside, um, you know, people are going to, people are going to react. I mean, things are going to happen. Stuff's going to happen at work. Um, plans aren't going to always go down exactly how you wanted them to. And, and that's the weather of life, you know? And if you're not in a controlled setting internally, and you don't know how to quiet the noise and put things in perspective and control your emotions, you're just going to constantly be reacting to what is happening outside. In other words, you're fucked. <laughs> you're absolutely fucked if that is going to be your game plan going into life. It doesn't work and it's not conducive to recovery. It's not going to help you get sober. Um, and, and stay sober, never mind getting sober, staying sober. And I'm not saying this, um, uh, with, uh, I understand that things happen. I understand that life can get very emotional things. Think, listen, I still get, I still get upset and angry about things. Like we're not robots. That's not the point, but you got to have a way to separate yourself from things that are happening. Whether it be, Hey, if you got to go to therapy, do it. If you got to go to meetings, do it, but you got, you got to have other vices that have a, that is like a pressure relief valve, you know? And this is why I talk about my daily discipline so much, my meditation, my exercise, having a network, 
it's all part of it. You know, I, I got to have outlets to deal with um, the things that come my way in life. Very important. And if you try to internalize things and uh, and it just churns and you get angry and upset about things, eventually you're just going to blow up, you know, and and that will lead to and that will lead to relapse. I almost guarantee it. You cannot stay sober and uh, and continue to be an angry bastard. Trust me, it doesn't work. They call that a dry drunk. If you are dry, you haven't used or drank in a year, but you're still running around like an angry, you know, an angry person and, and a person who's going nuts. You're dry. That ain't real recovery. You know what I'm saying? You haven't actually changed who you are. You, recovery is about working on on yourself and becoming and transforming to an, into a new individual. You know, so listen, that's that's what I got for today. Um, if you or a loved one needs help, needs assistance, getting sober, you can contact my direct line. It is two zero three nine one seven eight eight six two. Again, that is two zero three nine one seven eight eight six two. Um, I hope everybody has a tremendous day and finishes strong, has a great weekend, and I will see you guys on the next one.